Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 31st of October. At least one Australian has been killed in the deadly crowd crush in the South Korean capital of Seoul. At least 150 people were killed in the stampede during Halloween celebrations in a popular party district on Saturday night, with the death toll expected to increase. The event is being described as one of South Korea's most tragic peacetime disasters. Here is a local official on Channel 7. The incident happened, explains the local fire chief, when a large number of people fell and caused serious casualties. Images and video have emerged of thousands of people trying to escape the chaos, with this witness describing the event as horrifying and extremely scary on Channel 9. It was like a scene from a movie in front of the hotel over there, like things happening during a war. They were doing CPR here and there, and people were rushing in as nothing was being controlled. Our embassy confirmed the death of one Australian overnight, with many more suspected to be injured. Senior MP Tony Burke has told Channel 9 officials are doing all they can to assist. Our embassy officials there are highly professional and they'll be working that through and making contact. I mean, at the moment, the Korean government would still be working through the details. And as you said, the death toll that we're looking at at the moment, it seems fairly inevitable that that's likely to rise. Anyone concerned about family or friends in Seoul can contact the Department of Foreign Affairs and that number is 1300 555 135. Meantime, at least 60 people have been killed and many more injured after a bridge collapse in India. More than 150 people were on the suspension bridge over a major river in the town of Morby at the time of the collapse. Dramatic footage shows dozens of people clinging to the cables of the bridge as emergency crews tried to rescue as many people as possible. Back home now and the federal government is under increasing pressure to explain how it will bring soaring energy costs under control. Forecasting in last week's federal budget predicted the cost of electricity will increase by 50% over the next two years. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers has told the ABC a price cap on gas is one option to bring the cost down. Obviously that's something that we're uh, considering, but I, I don't want to, I genuinely don't want to limit our options or narrow them down excessively. You know, I've said that regulation for us in the near term is a bigger priority than using the budget. While a mandatory code of conduct for the gas industry could be brought in to help also bring down power prices, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says his government is committed to helping Australians with the rising cost of living. We understand that there's enormous pressure on people's budgets. So we'll examine uh, what we can do to take pressure off energy prices, as we already have done in seeking agreement from the gas producers. We'll look at the code of conduct and we'll also work with the ACCC. To WA now, and a candlelit vigil will be held tonight for Perth teenager Cassius Turvey. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has more from Perth. 
Tash, there's been an outpouring of sadness since the 15-year-old's death just over a week ago. He was left with serious injuries after being allegedly attacked with a metal pole in the eastern Perth suburb of Middle Swan. A 21-year-old man has since faced court charged with his murder. He's also facing serious charges for allegedly attacking a 13-year-old boy in the same incident. Thousands are expected to gather this evening to remember Cassius, his mother choosing tonight as Halloween was one of his favourite days of the year. Vigils are also planned across the country on Wednesday, while a GoFundMe page set up to support his family has now raised around half a million dollars. Damaging winds and wild storms are set to lash multiple states today with warnings for residents to stay vigilant. Parts of South Australia, Victoria and New South Wales are expected to be hit with strong winds, heavy rain and flash flooding as a number of weather systems sweep across Australia's east coast. New South Wales SES Chief Superintendent Ken Murphy is urging residents to listen to the latest warnings and stay safe. Dangerous, life-threatening flash flooding will occur. What we ask people to do is please ensure that you plan your route and at all possible avoid travel during storms and during this event. But the bad weather is not stopping Melbourne's Spring Racing Carnival from returning today and for the first time since 2019, including the traditional Melbourne Cup parade through the CBD. But our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says spectators keen to see the parade will have to brave rain and wind. That's what the bomb is telling us anyway, Tash, with wet and windy conditions forecast, even though it is spring. Now, that said, thousands are expected to line the parade route today along Swanston Street in the city. The 24 runners in tomorrow's Melbourne Cup don't actually take part. Instead, fans will be able to see Lord Mayor Sully Cap and a quartet of retired Cup champions, Brew, Efficient, Almandon and Twilight Payment. The parade route leads the horses and jockeys from tomorrow's race to Federation Square for a free public reception. Now, as for the weather tomorrow, forecasters say it could be the coldest cup day in decades with plenty of rain at a top of just 14 degrees. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The local stock market is in for another great day after a strong lead from Wall Street. Yeah, our stock market is expected to open up 92 points or 1.3%. And we can thank economic data pointing to a possible significant fall in US inflation. The reading for that comes out next week. But this week, the Americans get their latest jobs report and they're hoping it's not a good one for employment. That would mean the economy is slowing, which should help bring down inflation and interest rates, but push stock prices up. And Peter, talking about interest rates, it's D-Day tomorrow with the Reserve Bank meeting. And of course, it's also Melbourne Cup Day. There's ongoing speculation we will see another increase in the cash rate. So how much will it be? Yeah, well, until last week's big 7.3% rise in inflation for the September quarter, nearly all economists would have tipped a quarter percent rise or even a pause on rises. But now Westpac's chief economist Bill Evans and others tip a half a percent rise tomorrow. For those worrying about a 0.5% jump in their mortgage, the majority of economists and the futures market have 0.25% as the favourite to get the nod from the RBA. The decision comes out 30 minutes before the race that stops the nation. And following its data breach problems, Peter Optus has lost 10% of its mobile phone customers, but this might only be early days. That's right, Tash. 
with the ESTM mobile phone survey, finding that 56% of Optus customers were thinking about switching telcos because of this data breach. Right now, Telstra, along with its other related brands such as Audi, has 45% of the mobile market, while Optus, the second biggest carrier, has 24%. TPG Vodafone now has 15%, but that could grow unless Optus comes up with a great offer to keep disaffected customers. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Australia needs to win big against Ireland at the T20 World Cup tonight at the Gabba. Yes, good morning, Tash. Absolutely. Let's start with uh, the cricket. The T20 World Cup, it's getting down to the business end. Only the top two in each group actually go through to the semi-finals. So for Australia, as you said, net run rate will be critical tonight against Ireland, who have already proved giant killers at this tournament, beating England with thanks to the rain last week. Aaron Finch, though, says that can't be their focus tonight. You never go into a game thinking about things like that. I think that will naturally unfold if the opportunity presents. But I think the last thing you want to do is push too hard, leave yourself a lot to do, then then you end up in a bit of a, a stick or twist. While South Africa is now in the box seat to make the semis after a five-wicket win over India last night, Tash. And Brett, of course, tomorrow is the race that stops the nation and there's one clear favourite for the Melbourne Cup after yesterday's barrier draw. And that favourite is Doville Legend from the UK and its trainer says uh, his star horse couldn't be in better shape. It's drawn barrier nine. James Ferguson says they are well prepared. They say pressure for tyres, but um, I'm certainly feeling it a little bit. Um, but that's just um, nerves to do well. While second favourite without a fight will jump out wide from barrier 18. But if you like that horse, don't fear. Very elegant one uh, has one from that gate before. So, uh, yeah, Doville Legend, though, is the only horse under $10 in the betting at the moment. And so, as you said, the clear favourite leading into Flemington tomorrow, Tash. Yeah, absolutely. It's set to be a wet track too. And panel beaters on the Gold Coast will be fully booked today. Yeah, millions of dollars in damage at the, uh, the Gold Coast 500 yesterday. In the supercars, uh, a stack of tyres copying the blame for the 10-car pile-up. James Courtney, one of the star drivers, telling Fox Sports it was avoidable. It's just so disappointing. That's why we, as drivers, lobby so hard to try and get rid of tyre bundles because I think that's pretty much what, what caused it all. Macaulay Jones walked away unhurt despite his Commodore catching fire. Just wrapping up with some uh, netball. The Aussie Diamonds have done it again, beating England to claim a series victory. Eight goals last night in Sydney. More than 14,000 fans watching on. Kira Austin was the star of the show, knocking down 22 of her 24 goals in just three quarters of game time. And we're still no clearer as to who the halfback will be uh, at the Rugby League World Cup uh, quarterfinals. Daly Cherry Evans and Nathan Cleary both starred against Italy yesterday, Tash. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Australians have spent an extraordinary $430 million on Halloween this year. Paul Zara from the Australian Retailers Association says one in four Australians is taking part in trick-or-treating this year. Well, what we're seeing is not only a globalisation of retail, but also a globalisation of promotional events. Of course, Halloween started from the US and like Black Friday is becoming a retail tradition here in Australia. And the US Americans are set to spend a whopping $16 billion this Halloween with record levels of spending despite skyrocketing inflation. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.